1: entitled living say living and today we are specifically looking in our series a segment that is entitled given say given or say given one of the most important things anybody should do when walking in the spirit is to love to give and many people don't love to hear when we are talking about giving people don't like to hear about giving because they think that when you talk about giving then the pastor want to extort your money but today you realize and you understand that without giving then your spiritual work is not complete you will know today amen and it's my prayer that from today you would fall in love with giving oh I didn't hear a good amen but first of all let's turn to our Uncle scripture Romans chapter number 8 let's read from verse number 1 Romans chapter number 8 it says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit so when you are in Christ you walk in the spirit amen or say amen when you are in Christ you walk in the spirit it's a spiritual walk I love this for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death praise the Lord so the law of the spirit of life the spirit of in other words the spirit coming from life has made me free from the law of sin and death now many people don't know who God is and I always say God is not just a spirit. But he is life. God is life. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and the life. God is life. And every life came out of him. Amen. So, for you to understand
0: what you have in Christ Jesus, you have life, and this life is spiritual. In the spirit. For you to fully fulfill your life.
1: Like I was sharing last week. The trees are living as they ought to live. They give out oxygen. And they take our carbon dioxide. That is why there is an echo balance in the world. Because if there are no trees to absorb our um, carbon dioxide. What we exhale. Like everybody else would have been choked to death so they absorb and they give out oxygen and then we breathe in the oxygen so that there's a cycle like that amen if the trees refuse to live like that just imagine what is going to happen in the world catastrophe people are going to fall like trees dead amen other things are living the sun plays an important role the way the sun is living if it's not living like that you have no idea what is going to happen to to us as a people it's going to be catastrophe. the moon the stars every single thing has been placed in their order of life and they are living the way they are when human beings were brought into this world they were living as they were made until sin came And change the order Of how human beings were supposed to live Human beings were supposed to live In this physical body And not die until sin came Human beings were supposed to live In this body and not fall sick Until sin came Human beings were supposed to live in this body And have a direct Interaction with God Until sin came Bible says in the book of Genesis God will always visit the first man and interact with him have a conversation with him God was not expecting us to walk in the spirit at that time all that he wanted for us to be natural and then he would interact with us in our state there was no problem with that until sin came when sin came the natural order of man was disordered and then sickness came natural death came poverty came and all sort of things came. Now, in Christ Jesus, we have been restored and be given a higher life than the natural life. The life that God is because the very life that God has is spiritual in nature because he, his spirit is not natural. Yet, all natural things came from him. There is no natural thing which did not come from the Lord. He created this natural universe or this natural world that we see. Are you getting it? So his life is spiritual. Nobody has ever seen God before. No one has ever seen God. How he looks and all of that. Unto Jesus Christ came. And then he said. Why do you want to see God? He that has seen me has seen the Father. So he came to demonstrate. And to represent properly who God is. And then for the first time. People were able to see. A form of God. Amen. By the time we come that. When we have all left this world, we will be able to see him. The Bible says, he that has a pure heart will see the Lord, will see God. So people will see God. Amen. And I pray that you will be one of those who will see God. Yes, because, yes, it, it is expected that every born again child of God ought to see the father. There's, there's no point that a child cannot see his or a father. We will all see our father one day amen when we go back home we will see how god is we'll be able to accommodate his splendor and his glory amen somebody so we are in the spirit say i'm in the spirit say i'm a spiritual person now this must hit you hard because there are many people who don't understand why they are even christians you are not a christian because you come to church In fact, your coming to church is a byproduct of you being a Christian. Because you come to meet other spiritual people to fellowship. Are you getting it? From time to time, we ought to meet and encourage ourselves. Because we are living in a world where there, there are many unspiritual people. There are people who don't know anything in the spirit. They are just waking up and going about. Don't know what is hitting them. And we are encountering these people every day. So when we gather like this as spiritual people, we interact among ourselves. We receive fresh manna from the Father to embolden us, to help us, to build us, to encourage us, to, for us to do more. Praise the Lord. It is in church that we interact, we speak spiritual language, and we reason as spiritual people. It is in, you know, in church, we talk spiritual things. We don't talk, talk natural things. We talk how we can make use of our spiritual arsenals to influence the natural world we find ourselves every day. Amen. So you must understand the place of church in your spiritual work. However, some people think that when they come to church, that is what makes them spiritual. No, it's the other way around. It is you first being in Christ and being spiritual that makes you be part of the church. So if someone is in the church and it's not spiritual, it's not born again. You see, you are born again. You are born again. First, you are born into this world as a natural person. And then when you are born again, the word again translated in the Bible actually means from above. So when you are given birth to from above, what happens that now you are born with a spiritual life? Amen. So you are born again. You are first born through your mother. Into the world as a natural person, and then when you are giving birth to, you are born by God. You are born as a spiritual person. So you are fundamentally spiritual. Are you here with me? You are your basic nature. Your fundamental right is the spiritual. And then you influence your natural walk in this world with your spiritual DNA. Are you here with me? So now. You are a spiritual person. Anyone who is in Christ is a spiritual person. You are not just a natural person with flesh and blood. No, you are a spiritual person. You now have a spirit. When you were born into the world, you see, nobody was born as a spiritual person when he came to this world until they find Jesus. Your spirit, soul, and body, that phrase in the Bible did not does not does not refer to any human being that is working in the world. That is why there are some people who believe in ghosts. I say you are just dreaming. Because if there is ghosts like you, the people that you offended they would have been whipping you by now. Amen. Somebody. All right. I'm enjoying it. Praise the Lord. So now let's zoom into today's message. Say giving every spiritual person must understand the place of giving in their spiritual walk. Every spiritual person, every person that is born in Christ, must understand that our DNA is full of the Spirit, and is also full of giving. When you don't understand giving, your life will be limited. Anybody who understands living must understand giving because our way of living in the kingdom is by giving. You didn't hear what I said? Our way of living in the kingdom is by giving. You cannot live in the kingdom when your mindset is always about receiving, take it, receive it, take it. No, that is not how a child of God ought to program his mind. We are programmed to live our life through giving. John three sixteen. Take your Bibles with me to John three sixteen. Yes, you know what is there, but I want to highlight something up to you. Thank you. For God so loved the world that He gave. Are you getting it now? the The result. Of your love is given. He loved the world. You cannot say I love you, and what you are expecting to get in a love is to take. And that is why that is the the reason our love and that of those in the world we are opposite. When a worldly person say I love you, they are looking for what to get from you. When a lady say I love you, is because she are driving a Range Rover. They know they will get money. If a guy says, I love you, maybe because of your height. They are in love with your height. And they can get something from your height. Are you getting what I'm saying, somebody? So, most of the people in the world, when they say, I love you, they don't love you. No. It's like, I'm looking for something. I'm looking for what you have. Nah, they don't love you. Anybody who truly understands love, the first mentality is, what can I do for you? Until you hear people say, what can I do for you? And it's not what I can get from you. The person (laughs) does not understand love. Because the first signal of love is, what can I offer you? Even if I don't have anything, what can I still give you? But God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. That is all that is left. That is all that is left. There are some people who are in relationship, they have never given a dime. They are always asking. They are always thinking. They are always thinking. That is not love. Uh, uh, that that is uh, how can I even describe it? That is like a ludo dice. They don't give you anything. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They are always taking, and they, if when they don't get it, they get angry. So if you love me, you give me. But what are you giving? <laughs> Amen. So when God loved the world, He He gave His only begotten Son. So giving is a sign of a one who is spiritual. You didn't hear what I said. Giving is a sign, the biggest sign of the person who is spiritual. When you see somebody who doesn't love giving, the person is steep in the flesh. And today I pray that the word because there are many people
0: who have to have a renewed mind. They think life is all about gathering. Oh, so, so, the Bible says the one who gathers rather becomes poor. And the one who gives
1: rather flourishes. I'm paraphrasing. So the one who is busy gathering, you are gathering into poverty. The one who is busy giving, the guy is giving to
0: prosperity. And you think, that, you, think you are smart by hiding and hoarding and saving. And those of us who are giving, we are fools.
1: We are wasting, throwing our money away. I don't know that between us, someone is
0: getting more prosperous than you who think you are saving. Are you here with me? Today we will hit on some nails. So that some people can be set free today. Because some people think that life is about holding.
1: And see, since God opened my eyes to this revelation, I give without
0: even thinking twice. He said, okay, upon all the things that you are holding in your life, have you ever seen someone die in taking one thing away? If if you can spend some 30 minutes on that, you will humble your heart. Tell me, the most poorest person in the world is the one who doesn't love giving. It's not the one who has a lot in the bank account. (laughs) You are the most poorest person in the world. Are you getting it? Because the most wealthy person is the one who is giving. Always giving. Because if you don't have, will you be giving? The one who has and says, I will not give, is a sign you are poor. If you are not poor, you will not be keeping, and then you say, I don't have. I don't
1: have. Please, I don't have. That's one sentence or a phrase, whatever you describe that I hate in my life.
0: I don't have. I stopped saying I don't have many years ago. Many years ago. One day I woke up and somebody asked me of something and I said, I didn't have. And the Holy Ghost immediately reprimanded. I said, don't ever say you don't have. Since then, I repented. About eight, nine years ago, I repented.
1: And that is when my, if you, you are very close to me, you always hear me say, it is well. That is what
0: replaced it. And then I started saying, it is well. It was a perfect thing that took over me like that. Why will you say you don't have? God gave his
1: only begotten son. The widow gave his only whatever, his last kobo. Nobody can be sitting here and say, I don't have you have something to give,
0: and I'm going to show you that you have a lot of things to give, but you did not know that you can give them. And I'll give you examples. Amen. So giving is the number one indicator that you are working in the spirit. If you are not a giver you are spiritually unconscious. If you are not a giver, you are spiritually unconscious. Amen. Now, go to 2 Corinthians 8. I have a lot of scriptures to give you and I, I ask the Lord that I can exhaust all of them to for you. Second Corinthians chapter number 8. From verse number eight, he said, I speak not by commandment,
1: but I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence
0: of others. So he was testing the sincerity of your love, 2nd Corinthians chapter number eight. So realize that where love is concerned, giving is always tested. ah, <laughs> But you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ—that the that they cannot give—is that they are thinking, "I am
1: poor. I don't have it." The word "poor" in the Greek simply means lack.
0: So poverty simply means lack. I don't have it. To say I don't have it to say is to say I am poor. Are you getting what I'm saying? The word po- you see, poverty is a state in their spirit,
1: where life is not concerned. Where there's life, there's flourishing. There are riches. And there are things that are associated with growth. When you say, I don't have, you are saying, I am poor. But Jesus, yes, he was rich. He was wealthy. Yet for you and I, our sakes, he put our place in poverty so that you, you can be calm, poor, prosperous. So no one should deceive you. For you to think that you are poor,
0: say, I am not poor. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are not poor. Oh, say to your neighbor again, you are not poor. Take that mentality from your
1: system. Thinking that I'm a poor person. Oh, I come from a poor background. I come from a poor home. I come from a poor village. I come from, no way, I am not poor. hundred times, no, I am not poor
0: those who are saying amen, those of you who are quiet, maybe you, you are still thinking, am I poor, I'm not poor. No, because, when, 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 you know, some people are even afraid to say, I am rich. Because, they think that when you say, I am rich, what is
1: my bank account balance saying? Oh, today you find out that money, to be least of your worries. Some of you, money is like your, your driver, driving you anywhere it wishes. But today, from today, you will extract money. And you will command money in the name of Jesus. You don't have to live at the
0: mercy of money. Money must exist at your mercy. Uh-huh. That's how Jesus lived. When, he, when they, they wanted him to
1: give out money. He said money come out from the mouth of fish. Who was the master? Money or Jesus? You could have said I don't have. He said, I, 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 in my life there is nothing like I don't have. Okay. Even the accountant is here. But I want to show you that the life that I have, there's nothing that I can lack. Money comes from the mouth of a fish. Peter, go and cast that first fish. There's money in the mouth. Who put the money there? By the words of the Lord. By the power. By the life. I declare by your life that from today, where you think there's no money, by power of the Lord, in your life, there will be money coming to you in Jesus' name. Money should be
0: least of your (laughs) worries. I'll share some things with you that will blow your mind. The grace of the Lord. It's so that you walk in riches. Church, listen. I've been seeing some of you
1: working here. Your mentality is full of poverty. But I declare over your life from today,
0: may that spirit of poverty leave you. When you, when you tell people, give thousand, give two thousand, say, hey. That's the man of God, thousand. Uh, uh, oh my goodness. Amen. Sit down. We are going somewhere. Today shall be a beautiful journey.
1: For your sake. Say for my sake. mention your name. for me, Peter Kwame and
0: for my sake. Jesus became poor. That me, Peter Kwame and for. I can become rich. I can become rich. Where is the poverty here? Yet yeah, people don't want us to talk about prosperity. They say prosperity is not the gospel. Uh, Tell me what the gospel is.
1: Tell me what the gospel is. Prosperity, you know, because people don't understand what prosperity is all about. So they think prosperity is like, you know, how people are behaving in Hollywood. And they are bling bling, and they are doing their days. That is not what prosperity is all about. Yes, God wants you to have plenty of money. But our way
0: of having money is different from how the world has money. You cannot tell me that God wants his children to be poor. Whoever came to this world with a dollar in his hands? Who? Tell me who. The very first man who was created, he was created from the dust. He never came with
1: money. And when he came, the Bible said, there were rivers where he was put. There were rivers, four rivers. There were minerals around. Minerals. He came to meet a garden full of fruit, trees. And, and he came to live a life, meet a life, sorry. That they were already abundance. That should tell you. That God already made this world to prosper. Even before the very first man stepped a foot here. So nobody should tell me that prosperity is not from God. Prosperity is from God. And God wants you to be
0: rich and he wants you to prosper. Nobody should deceive you. Poverty is never from God. He created the world with wealth.
1: Go to the Arab nations. They are billionaires because of oil. Where did they get oil from? From their
0: intestines. Did they get it from their intestines? They went under the ground. Who put the oil on the ground? God. Those who are billionaires because of gold. Where did they get the gold from? The ground. They say, oh, I don't,
1: I'm not a billionaire by um, um, gold or oil. But I have a software. Facebook, I'm a billionaire. Who gave you the brain? So the brain to create that software for the whole world to be using for you to be rich today,
0: it came from God. So God has made us in a way that whichever way you turn, you must prosper. Are you getting it? So poverty is not in the DNA of God. And how can a man
1: or how can a father who is never poor give birth to a child for the child to be poor. It's an error. It's an error. If God is rich.
0: If your father is God and he's rich. and you too. Say I am rich. Are you here with me somebody? And because of your riches. The way the father is. Is that he displays his riches. through give The more he gives. You see. If you give this phone to someone. For example, the person may think that he's receiving a full. It's not receiving a full.
1: You see, whatever a righteous person gives, the life of the Father accompanies your giving. So you see, giving is a way that God continues to circulate his life in the world and sustains his existence in the universe. So when I am giving, I'm not just giving something material. That I am giving in a way that people will have an encounter with the life that I have. So in John 3.16, when God gave His only begotten Son, He said, whosoever will believe in the Son that He has given will not perish, but will have the life. So behind the, li- behind the life, or behind sorry, Jesus, is the very life of God that we encounter and we receive. You think that you are receiving Jesus? No. You have received Him you are getting something more than the person jesus you are getting the very life of god so when you give as a righteous person when you give you are not just giving something as a material thing rather you are giving together with the life of the spirit that is in you so when the person receives that thing the person ought to also encounter the life of the father so it's a way giving is a way that the father continues to move and release himself through you his child into other people when you show people love by giving when you do give it you are telling people the father loves you the father is, giving, is coming to you the father is for you the life
0: of god is in you are you here with me somebody giving is very important say giving is very important so we have been made rich so don't sit here and say oh apostle i don't have anything to give you have something to give You are not created. You see, people love to receive, but they don't love to give. It's a poor man's mentality
1: to be thinking, give me, give me, give me. I receive it! Uh -uh.
0: We don't behave like that. The purpose for whatever you receive is so that you can give. Are you here with me? The purpose of what you receive is so that you can freely you have received, freely give. Are you getting it now?
1: The reason many people don't give is this. Let me tell you. They think they made their money through their hard work. Hey, do you know how I suffered to make this Ghana cities. Why do you want me to give you? Do you know the, the, the goose I had to carry? Do you know the, what, Do you know
0: what I, I had to do to get this money? They want me to give you. Give me my own.. Okay. You did. That is the biggest mistake you can ever make in your life. And that is why you're going to see the Bible. The guy was described as a rich fool. They are wise rich people and they are foolish rich people. The foolish rich people are those who say, Ah, I have
1: made money, I have, I have sweated, and I have let me enjoy the sweat of my labor. Ah, God will say you are a fool. But the purpose of you being rich is not it's not just so that you will only enjoy it yourself, yes. The Bible gives us two purposes. You can have your needs met, but also that you can what? May you be seen as God's
0: number one giver from today. I say, may you be seen as God's number one giver from today. Amen. Luke chapter 12. Sorry, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Let me take that one out and then we'll go to Luke chapter 12. I'm building something really powerful. Let's go to the next chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's read from verse number 6. Amen. It says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. What, what does sparingly mean? It means small, small. Uh, thought, thought. A person when he sees a lady who pull out ten cities bundle. Open of j in power by
1: him. Oh sorry. Not the ten cities border, not share. One city, two cities. As for church there we are sorry. Uh we uh, the one telling me the last wedding we went, right? Who was telling me? Uh sisters was telling me. He said when he was collecting the offering and then he asked, is this one for the church or for the cup? When he said it's for the church, then
0: the guy was about to drop his testing. Then he changed and gave one city. That's what people do. That's for church, there. Oh, no. The coins. Uh, but we are made to be big time
1: givers. He said, if you sow sparingly, if you sow small, 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 you reap small, small, small. And if you sow bountifully, in other words, if you sow plenty, you also reap plenty. How do you want to see your harvest? Don't complain if some of us we are harvesting big and you are harvesting small. For you to know the
0: size of your harvest, check the size of your giving. You didn't hear what I said? Ah, some of you, you are giving, you are giving fifty pesos. You want to harvest ten thousand. Hey, you want to live where you have no so he said oh no 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 How this one is my akamilas you
1: know those days there is a charity called akamilas how many of you came to meet it I me last.
0: Say this one akamilas I can't I can't give you please take this one ah no praise the lord if you want to rip big so big tell your neighbor if you want to rip big so big, you are reaping small today because you have been sowing small. Now
1: let me ask you: How many of you are here, in, in, sitting here right now, since January began, you have been
0: giving like hundreds and thousands? Let me see your hands. From today, may God have mercy upon you. May, see, I'm one person that all the time I seek to increase my giving. That's my mentality. Today, my children, when
1: we're coming to church, I said, No, I'm promoting you. The offering you have been coming to church with now, I've
0: increased it. Yeah, I'm training them. I said, No, that one is too small. Now, today, you are going up. That's how you train your children teaching them to give. Some of you are giving them banku, you are never telling them to give. Praise the Lord. Don't feed your children with food, feed them with spiritual things. Amen, somebody.
1: So if you want to reap bountifully, sow bountifully. you said, verse 7. So let each one give as he purpose in his heart. And this is where a lot of people miss it. They say, ah, You can't force me to give what I don't want to. I don't have to give. No. Oh.
0: I don't decide my offering when I come to church. No. Oh. I always prepare it from the house. In fact, I don't prepare it by myself. All my offerings. I ask the Holy Spirit, how much am I giving today? I don't lie to you. That's what I do. One day I was coming to church. I had just had some hundred um, cities on me. How much am I giving Holy Spirit? Give everything. Who?
1: I don't talk to anybody. I just put the money in my pocket. I came. I put it in the envelope. You see, some of you, you
0: you'll not even ask the Holy Spirit. You'll be debating in your mind. Should this one go? No, No, no. It's too big. Let, let me take this one. This one too is too small. I mean, fuck a cranker. Let me, let me this one. i see this. Let, let me add one six, six. <laughs> You are debating how much you want to even give. Look at what the next line says. He said, "So let each one give as he purpose in his heart, not
1: gradually. Don't fight to give. Don't, don't be all over the place when you are giving. You must enjoy giving." Every spiritual person enjoys giving. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, for the joy that was set before him, talking about Jesus, he endured the same. He despised the cross. And now he's
0: sitting on the right hand of the Father. Yes, that giving was painful. Yet, he was full of joy. The problem is that you think that you are giving your own money. Who is your source of money? Who's your source of everything?
1: Everything came from God. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. Everything,
0: all things are from God. All things, not some things. Yes, you think you are working. Your salary is from God. Go to the Bible.
1: The Bible says a worker deserves his wages. It's from God. God says anyone who is working deserves his wages. So it's an instruction from God that so far as you are working, you must be paid. So don't think that it's your boss that is paying you. God has already given an order.
0: Everyone who is working must be paid. If God did not say it, I'm telling the wicked employers, they will not pay you. So when you that's why when you get your salary, thank God. My father, thank you for your salary. You don't say, Hey, me, no buy. Just thank God for what you have. Are you here with me, somebody? Don't give gradually. In other words, don't, don't, don't fight yourself give. All of necessity. But God loves who? God loves who?
1: You know why God loves a cheerful giver? Because a cheerful giver is the one who is living as
0: he, God is, spiritual. If you are living your life, you will live it happily, joyfully, cheerfully. You don't live your life happily. Every day they say, we should give, we should give. Huh? If you like, don't give. Have you ever seen somebody who says, I don't want to breathe? If you don't want to breathe, what will happen to you? What will it happen to you? The one who is living is the
1: one who is giving. Because giving is what enables your living to come
0: alive. You are helping your own self when you give. <laughs> you, are, you are helping your own self when- Tell your neighbor, you are helping your own self when you give. You are not doing apostle a favor, you are not doing God a favor, you are not doing church a favor. You are doing your own a good, good favor when you give. But there are many people who think that when you are giving, they are doing the man of God a favor. Uh-uh. You are not doing anybody a favor. Let me tell you. Ah, kado se That's what the Holy Spirit just gave me. He said, don't, don't try to save your way out of poverty. You give your way out of poverty. Did you hear that? Someone say, I want to buy that house. Let me save. No, in fact, even in economics,
1: I'm, I'm a student of economics. Savings is one of the most useless things anybody can do. I would rather advise you to invest than to save. At least when you are investing, your money is working for you. You are saving, they will take your money, go and use it to do their business and give you coins. And you say you are saving for what? Even God, Jesus, when he was talking about the the talent, the guy who didn't use his one talent to work, he said, why didn't you go and put it
0: with the investors? And when I came, I get some profit. God always wants you to make more. Are you getting the point now? And you
1: cannot make more when you are hoarding and you are keeping it. He say, I'm going to buy a house,
0: so mm, I cannot give, I cannot give. Oh oh You will not buy it. <laughs> and when you give, you are in the same league as God, thinking as he is. And God
1: is saying, anyone who gives, you get a harvest. If you give a grain, one seed, or one grain of corn, you get the same one grain, you get a harvest. So if a farmer says, I am hungry, and that farmer is a foolish farmer, Because the farmer knows the best way for food to come into his house. By doing what? Sowing the seed. By giving the seed. As he gives the seed to the soil, the soil gives back to that farmer a harvest for more food. Are you getting it now? So, for whatever you are looking for in your life, the only thing you have to do is to give. And then when you give, God receives it through the many, many mediums that he has made available in the world. And gives back to you what you are looking for. Now God wanted
0: people to be righteous. He wanted them to be righteous. You could have kept Jesus in heaven. And lost many, many, many people. You would have lost them. Ah, well. By just keeping Jesus in heaven.
1: But by giving that only begotten son from the beginning. Now, the Bible says, Jesus is the firstborn from among those who are dead. The first begotten. Of God's children now. First God only had one child. But when he gave his only begotten child. Now he has many children. For whatever you are looking for. The solution is not what you are keeping in your pocket. The solution is not what you are saving. The solution is what you are giving. By your giving.
0: Many more will come back to you. So that you can have what you need. Have what you need. If if God never gave. We wouldn't have been here today. We are all children of God.
1: John said it in the Book of Revelation: "Beloved, now are you the child of God?
0: Now you are the children of God." Oh, first God only had one son. What you have is your key to unlocking your harvest. What you are having is your key to unlock your harvest. There's no, there's no need to keep. There
1: are some people. They have worn that same dress for five years. They have never changed
0: it. You see, if they had given it up, probably by now they have had more. Givings like this. One day, it's not a pretty um, analogy the Holy Ghost gave him, but it made so much revelation to me. It's like a choke gutter, okay? When you clear the debris out of the choke gutter, the water moves freely. The more you keep and you don't give. You are talking the flowing of the water. the The moment you give, the water will flow. Are you getting it now? So the more you don't give, you are rather hindering your
1: prosperity. You are hindering your progress. You are hindering you moving forward in life. It's not what is left with you. It's what is left with you to give. If a farmer can eat all his harvest and just leave only one grain, was given. He knows the next harvest cycle will bring
0: him more. Don't always eat everything that you have. Make it a purpose in your life to always give. Amen. Are you here with me? Luke chapter 12. Now, you see the 2nd the Corinthians 9 that we're reading. When you look at the verse 8, it says, and God is able to make all grace abound
1: toward you. That you, always having all sufficiency in all things
0: may have an abundance for every good work. So when you give, you have sufficiency in all things. If you give money, you have enough money. If you give a car, you have enough. car. The man of God was telling me that his son, um, church member bought him a very expensive car. And then he said, no, I cannot drive a car that is more expensive than my pastor's car, so he went to give a car to his pastor. as soon as he was walking out of his pastor's house, two people called him and said, "God has spoken to us that at different times have some car. I want
1: to come and deposit it in your house. Please, where are you? He gave one expensive car. When you
0: combine the price of the two cars that he got, you were times three of what he gave. <laughs> Why should I give my first car to the church? Uh-uh. It's not possible. Some people, they see, I'll get there. Let me not go ahead of myself. You have abundance. Say, I have abundance. Yeah. To abound towards good work. Did you see that? He didn't say to abound towards selfish work. Good work. So, I am not rich so that, hey, people will come and lick my boots. There are some people, they, they want to have their money. So that, so we may be Samuel. So be Samuel. Ah, come and ask me. And then when you go, um, I told
1: my children's school fees. And they asked the sitting there. Ah, eh, mommy found my family name
0: So, I stand up this out, And I put the legs on and say, ah, what's up, you skinny. Foolish, rich man. Amen. You are having plenty today so that you'll be in a position to do good works amen so let's go to luke chapter number 12 luke chapter number 12 let's read from verse number 13 then one from the crowd said to him teacher tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me
1: But he said to him man who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Now, another verse. When you read my book about prosperity, I talked about this verse. Because people were, have been using this verse to say, Hey, it's not good to have plenty. That is not the point Jesus was making. He said, Beware of covetousness. In other words, be careful. To envy what somebody has. But the guy said, tell tell my brother to divide the inheritance. In other words, probably that guy had his share of his inheritance. But he was not happy. So he wanted
0: Jesus to tell his brother to give him more. And Jesus was telling the guy. Man's life does not consist in abundance.
1: Because you, you want more of what belongs to someone. You are not content with what you
0: have. Are you getting it here? So, covetousness is a sin. Yes. Some people are not happy because their brother is having more. They are sad. Why, why is a mother having plenty money and I don't have it? Ah. Is she, is she more prettier than I am? What has prettiness got to do with what I have or I don't have? Have you not seen ugly people? That I was not having more? In any way, who is even more beautiful and who is more ugly? Beauty is in the eyes of the one who is looking at it. Are you getting the whole thing now? Yeah. One day, I was crying.
1: And then, I saw some man be, that day, I, I asked for forgiveness. I saw a man sitting
0: in the plate. And I said to myself, it's when we now so through plate. And then, I, I, after I said, Father, forgive me. That's what I said. I said, Father, forgive me for this one day. I, I, I didn't think well. Praise the Lord. Alright. Proverteousness. Then he spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself. Your thoughts are so powerful. eh?" See, God, God, 100% of the time is checking your thoughts. Not your actions. Your, your, Your actions mean little to God than your thoughts. Satan thought within himself. He didn't even do it. He was just finding a thing he has said This man too,
1: in his heart, he was thinking. Yet he was seen a foolish person. May your thoughts
0: be conquered before the Lord. May your thoughts be very clean. So, I, I am very careful.